0: listening to The Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to go over something that Bachelor Data has on our Instagram account that posted yesterday. I'm going to include it in today's column as well. Very good stuff in regards to ratings. We're going to talk about the Women Tell All taping this Friday. I've heard some news regarding The Bachelorette. I'll share with you. You're not going to get a name, but I will share with you what I've heard. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Monday's episode. We've got Rachel Recchia tweeting out something in favor of Zach, even though they've had their back and forth so far in social media since he was named The Bachelor. And we're going to talk a little Taylor Swift coming up. We are less than two months away from me seeing her at AT AT&T Stadium here in Dallas. I'm excited, and I'll share a little story with you regarding that.
1: We'll get to that momentarily.
0: As you know, this podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make some home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteve65. Use the code RealitySteve65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash realitysteve sixty five. Use code Steve 65 for 65% off, plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, let's get started. I want to talk about a post that Bachelor Data on Instagram put up yesterday in regards to ratings. And it is kind of similar to the post she put up last week when we she did a whole thing about how people complain that The Bachelor is boring. And she literally went back... 12 years and found headlines each of the 12 years with different outlets, mind you, who called The Bachelor boring. For 12 consecutive years, that's what we've heard. So it's nothing new and you're not being creative when you say Zach sucks, Zach is boring. Well, we have evidence that media outlets... Different media outlets, 24 different media outlets to be exact, because she went back 12 years and had at least two headlines she found every year for the last 12 years using the word boring when talking about the new bachelor. So you're not creative when you say he's boring and you're dumb if you think that this is something to where your boring bachelor and I'm not watching has any effect. They've literally been saying that for 12 years. So yesterday she posted something in regards to ratings, which is another thing that people love to harp on, that people, let's face it, the people that are Chris Harrison fans that are backing him and saying, the show has sucked ever since you went off the air, when in reality, people have no idea what they're talking about. First off, they never talk about the Women 18 to 54 demo on Monday night that they ABC wins every Monday night for two hours. They also never talk about revenue stream and the money that this show brings in on any given season, you'd be amazed. This show isn't losing money. And as long as it's not losing money, in fact it's making millions of dollars every single season, does it make as much as it did? No. Because it doesn't have the higher ratings. But it's still making money and it's making plenty of money. So anyone thinking that they just look at the and you know and, and this this is what Bachelor Data covers in her it's about two and a half or three minutes on her Instagram and I'll put it in today's column as well but just the idea of the word ratings most people don't even understand what ratings are and what a rating means when you give when I used to post the ratings the next morning that's just the overnight ratings it didn't take account in into account streaming it didn't take account people who watched the show within 3 days of it airing it didn't take account people who watched the show within 7 days of airing And not to mention, ratings are just a guesstimate. They literally pull 1,000 people, and if those 1,000 happen to spit out a certain number, then they just multiply it by X amount of people, and that's how they get ratings. Like, it's impossible to ever know how many people ever actually watch something on network television. Streaming, you can, because if somebody presses play, seemingly that means they watch the show or at least watch part of it, you can see how many times something is downloaded. For television watching, how do you know? Ratings are basically done by a diary book, and people have to log what they watch. It's so antiquated. It is so outdated. There are networks that probably aren't are there, and it's talked about in her video, there's networks that aren't even going to use Nielsen ratings anymore because they are so outdated and so antiquated that it's not a real barometer of how many people are watching a show. It just isn't. But... With The Bachelor, according to those ratings, yes, they've slipped. But everything across the board has slipped. And this is nothing new. And regardless of if you think it's because of Chris Harrison, every season before Chris Harrison left was on its way down. And he was still the host of the show. So if he's this great savior, why was the show slipping in ratings? And when you use that as your argument, why don't you mention ratings before Chris had left the show we're always dropping every season because it doesn't fit your narrative. That's why you don't do it. So enough with this. It's a great, great two or three and a, two and a half, three minute video. You got to watch it. I'll include it in my column today, but go check it out if you want on Bachelor Data's Instagram account. As you know, the Women Tell All tapes on Friday. The one thing that, you know, Susanna, Bachelor Data and I were actually texting back and forth yesterday and voice messaging, just trying to get this schedule out for the rest of the season. I wish ABC would update people on exactly what's going on. I'm sure we will at some point, but do you realize that if this show didn't double up at all the rest of the season, which is damn near impossible, this show would be ending on April 3rd because just map out the rest of the season. I'm saying one episode a week until the show is over. We know that there isn't some wacko, Final Four, because we know that they filmed four hometowns. We know they're filming a Women Tell All. So let's just do a regular season. Next Monday, the 27th, that would be Estonia. March 6th would be Budapest. March 13th would be hometowns. March 20th would be overnights. March 27th would be Women Tell All. And April 3rd would be the finale. Well, we know that's not going to happen. This show is not ending in April. And they're certainly not ending on a Monday night against the National Championship College Basketball game. Even though it's on CBS, that game, it doesn't matter. They're not going up against that game. Now, where are they going to double up? That's what we don't know because they haven't said a word. But what I do know is this. Never, ever, ever in the history of the 19 seasons of The Bachelorette that have aired, every single time The Bachelorette has started filming, The Bachelor was already done airing. There is I just don't see after 19 seasons why they would change it up. It doesn't make any sense. So, does that mean we're looking at a, and, and you know, like I've reported for the last couple weeks, I was hearing this is, this, uh, Bachelorette filming is going to start the weekend of the 17th. So it means it, it could either start the 17th, the 18th, or 19th. My guess now is we're looking at, they're going to push that back a couple days and we're going to look at, you know, t- you know, Wednesday, the, um, uh, 20th. What is that? The 22nd. Just because I think the finale, I think the finale is going to be the 20th and the 21st. And they're going to somehow combine weeks. It just doesn't make any sense. They've never done it in 19 years. The Bachelor is always done airing by the time The Bachelorette starts filming. Why would I think all of a sudden? No, they're going to No, they're definitely going to still be airing The Bachelor while The Bachelorette is filming. That doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't (laughs) like it makes zero sense. And yet they've never done it. They're over 19 doing that. So why would I think that? So it's just a matter of what they decide to bundle up. I'm shocked. We haven't doubled up an episode this season so far next week looks to be Estonia and the following week looks to be Budapest. So the March 13th is when we won't even get into hometowns. So maybe they double up that week and you have double episodes 13th and 14th with overnights and, um, with Hometowns and Overnights on the 13th and 14th, and then the 20th you get, I don't know, a one hour of The Women Tell All, then straight into the finale. I don't know. We just don't know how they're doing it. We'll probably know more after The Women Tell All tapes on Friday. In terms of The Bachelorette, I know this is going to excite a lot of people, then also frustrate you. But I have heard The Bachelorette's been chosen. Do I know who it is? No. If I did, I'd tell you. I have heard that it's been chosen already. They already know who it is. The things that, that's what I am hearing. Now, if they already know who it is, is it possible that we get the Bachelorette announcement at the Women Tell All on Friday taping? If that happens, it's clearly going to get out before it airs. And it's something that I guess the show could do. I don't know if they're going to do it. And I know you were all asking, well, who are you hearing? I'm telling you, I'm not hearing any names. I'm just hearing it's already been chosen. And so we've gone over this. I've gone over this the last week in terms of, hey, what, 18 of the 20 Bachelorettes have finished in the top four of their Bachelor season. 17 of the 20 Bachelorettes came from the season that had just aired so, yes, your odds are it's going to be a top four woman from Zach's season. And if they do go outside, like I said, they go outside the top four or they go outside this particular season. There aren't many single women that finish in the top four from other seasons. You have Susie and Bree. There's four other single women in the last seven Bachelor seasons that finish in the top four. Yet all of them have already been the Bachelorette. Gabby, Rachel, Tasha, Michelle. So I don't think any of those four are getting the gig, which leaves two single women that finished in the top four in the last seven seasons of The Bachelor, Susie and Bree. So is, what are we looking at? Susie Bree or one of Zach's women? To me, that's your answer. It's going to be one of Zach's women or Susie and Bree. I just unless this show does a total reboot and brings in somebody from the outside, which they've never done in 19 seasons. So again, I'm just giving you the statistics. I'm playing the numbers here, and it just doesn't seem like they're going to go outside the franchise. They never have for Bachelorette, ever. It's always somebody we've that's already been on The Bachelor. So I don't see why for season 20 they would. And also, they've never started filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor was done airing. So we will see. It's going to be an interesting two weeks, to say the least. Obviously, if I hear who gets the Bachelorette gig or who has gotten it since I've been told they've already chosen their Bachelorette, the second I hear, you are going to know. I'll either tweet it out or put it on a podcast, whatever. The second I hear, you will know. So Rachel took to Twitter yesterday afternoon, and I must have missed this during Monday's episode. On Monday's episode, when Zach was talking to Gabby on her one-on-one and she was talking about her ex from the past. Zach even said, last season I thought I knew someone, and then I learned that I didn't. I totally missed that. Sorry. <clears throat> because yet, again, it's not it's not a it's not like this major shot, like, oh my God, Zach really threw Rachel under the bus. It's just like he brought her up again. I don't think that he didn't like go into detail. He didn't call her a horrible person. Yeah, it was just another instance where he brought up his differences with Rachel that he thought she was one way and he sees her another. So that's what he said yesterday. Rachel tweeted out in the middle of the day, let's all be mindful and extend a little bit of compassion and grace towards the leads of the show. So clearly what that happened to be was I'm guessing Rachel's fans started jumping on Zach for saying that. And it got to be a little over the top because stands are unbearable And they don't know how to handle themselves in a social setting, especially when they are hiding behind a screen and they become keyboard warriors and all this. Because there's no other reason for Rachel to say that unless Zach was getting attacked by her stands. And I'm guessing that's what happened. So Rachel just said, look, basically knock it off. Let's just show some compassion and grace towards the leads of this show. And yeah, I missed that on Monday. What I didn't miss was when they were in London and the women were trying to get the beef eater to break, and that's their job, just to stand there and look straight ahead and not be phased by anything. I honestly... I guess until Monday's episode, I guess I never realized why they were called Beefeaters. Or they were called Beefeaters. We'll get to the why in a second. I don't think I knew that was their name. I don't know why, I just... I don't think I'd ever, I had heard of Beefeater Gin. I've seen that in the stores. I've seen that in people's houses. And it's the, you know, on the Beefeater Gin bottle is the picture of the guy that stands out in front there and can't be disturbed. But I guess I never made the correlation that that's what they're really, that's the name of those people. So I Googled it because I was like, I have no idea why they call them Beefeaters. Do you know why? Henry VII's personal guards were, were the first Beefeaters so named as they were permitted to eat as much beef as they wanted from the king's table, and Henry VIII decreed that some of them would stay and guard the tower permanently. I thought there was something more deeper than that, or some other meaning. They're called beef eaters because they were allowed to eat as much beef as they wanted. Great. How creative. Can we get something better than that? I'm, I'm Sorry. So I get it. Their nickname is the Beef Eaters. They are called the Yeoman Warders, have been guarding the Tower of London for a long time. Nicknamed Beef Eaters, the Yeoman body of 32 men and women are all drawn from the armed forces. Okay. I just, I had never heard Beef Eaters in regards to those people. Did not know that. Learn something new every day. I'm going to end with this. Some Taylor Swift talk. You know I'm a Taylor Swift fan. been talking about her for years. Went to the 1989 concert twice, once at Staples Center when it was called Staples. Now it's Crypto.com Arena. And I saw her at AT AT&T Stadium, the 1989 concert. And then I saw Reputation at Invesco Field at Mile High in Denver. And then I saw Reputation at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. So as you know, back in November, Taylor put her tickets on sale. The whole deal with Ticketmaster, we went over that numerous times in the Daily Roundup and just how it's crazy about how expensive these tickets are. She didn't make that those prices. It's the people who purchased them, the bots that purchased them, the brokers that purchased them that are now selling them for a very high profit on any of the ticketing apps whether it's SeatGeek or StubHub or Ticketmaster and you're just going to have to pay a lot of money to go to the concert plain and simple even if top even top deck top deck right now yesterday when i looked top deck at AT&T stadium was 450 that's just for the ticket then you have fees and taxes on that which is minimum minimum 150 to 200 bucks a ticket So yeah, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks to get two top level seats to Taylor Swift in Dallas. And she's here three nights. She's here Friday, March 31st, Saturday, April 1st, Sunday, April 2nd. So I had purchased tickets. You had put, I had put it out there. Someone reached out to me that had sold me two tickets. But back in November, I wanted to see Taylor in two different places. I was like, I want to go see her somewhere else. And then I'll see her in Dallas. So I bought the first tickets that I could get my hands on that weren't where I had to deal with fees. Someone had bought two tickets, sold them to me, so I didn't have to worry about fees and, and costs and all that. And then I realized, oh, crap. I have to travel to that city over the weekend, and when I looked at hotels, it was through the roof. Minimum hotel. and I'll just tell you, I bought them to, for the Nashville show in May. The Nashville hotels were absolutely, I checked hotels, I checked Airbnbs, all of them, minimum seven fifty a night. I was like, I don't want to spend another two grand to go to Nashville for the weekend for three nights and go to the concert. I'm already spending a lot for the tickets. So I was able to sell those tickets. Uh, So I was able to sell my tickets to former podcast guest, former winner of Big Brother Online, whatever that season was, Morgan Willett, and sold those to her yesterday. So she's very excited. She's going to go. She... And I didn't even get a profit off. Full. I just said, Morgan, I just want to get these tickets off my hand. I'll tell you what I paid for them. Told showed her a screenshot of what I paid for them, the person that sold them to me. And I said, just give me what I paid for them. I don't, I'm not looking to make a profit off you. I just want to use this money to put towards my Dallas tickets, which I did. And ended up buying my Dallas tickets um, yesterday once um, Morgan and I went through with our transaction. So... I'm going to the first show at AT&T Stadium. I'm going Friday night, March 31st. Got good seats. They were not cheap and it was 276 per ticket. Fees. Not not the ticket. Fees. So between fees and taxes, it was another $700 just on fees and taxes. Now granted, I am in the I am in the 100 section, so the more expensive your ticket is, the higher the fees are. It's not, you know, upper deck tickets aren't 276 a ticket. I don't think. Shit, maybe they are. I don't know. But 276 extra a ticket, so that's $555 plus another $150 in taxes. It's it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But you know what? T-Swift is worth every penny of it. So I can't wait to go. I'm glad that Morgan got to go. She didn't have to deal with because she got screwed over. Uh, she told me a story about how she was already set to go in Chicago and then someone backed out that was selling her tickets. Somebody that, you know, contacted her online, just how I got mine. So the whole thing, just bizarre. Uh, I mean, it's expensive, but worth it. And I was glad that we, I could get Morgan to go. I, the reason I knew that was because she put it in her Instagram story yesterday and was just like, I'm looking for tickets. And I was like, Oh, so I just texted her. I said, Hey, here's my deal. I want to get rid of my Nashville tickets because I'm not going anymore because hotels are too expensive and Airbnbs are too expensive. And I just was going to stay downtown so I could walk to the arena or not the arena, uh, football stadium. And every hotel I looked at in downtown Nashville was minimum 750 There were some going for 1500 a night. And I was looking at this stuff back two months ago after I purchased the tickets in Nashville. So crazy. Anyway, speaking of Taylor Swift, have you seen this woman on TikTok that is Taylor Swift's doppelganger, Ashley Leachin? Rolling Stone did an article on her, and I see her videos, and I'm just like, holy crap. <laughs> she should be making money for being a Taylor Swift clone. However, we know how crazy the Swifties can get, and apparently, what a shocker, this is Taylor Swift doppelganger is getting bullied online and she is taking a lot of heat from the Swifties and they think that she's a stalker. They think that she's crazy. They think that Taylor should file a restraining order against her. When all this woman is doing is looking like Taylor Swift. She doesn't think she looks like her. Everyone else in America does. But yeah, I, I just think people need to calm down once again just let her, she's not, as far as I know of everything that I've seen, if she's doing something illegal, by all means, go at her. Not threaten her with anything, but, you know, make your voice known. Put in her, if you want to put in your comments like, hey, you, you shouldn't be taking advantage of this or whatever she's doing. To me, it just looked like she's just having fun being someone that looks like Taylor Swift and gets, and gets noticed on the streets of people thinking she's Taylor Swift and she's just riding it out. As far as I know, she's not pretending she actually is. She's not trying to scam people out of money. She's just riding with it. Let her go. Let it be. She's not doing anything wrong. And if she is, by all means, let me know. But if it's just your opinion that, oh, she's an obsessed fan and she's a stalker, then I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I don't see it. Some people are actually, according to this Rolling Stone article, some people are comparing her to uh, that Yolanda woman who was the obsessed fan who murdered Selena back in 1995. Like, you really think that this woman is that crazy? You could see, well, how would you know? It's just like, okay. I mean, it's like, yeah, technically we don't until, you know, something does or doesn't happen. It's just like, can we stop jumping to conclusions on this? It's a girl that looks like Taylor Swift. She's a mother of two. She works in a hospital. I don't think this woman is a threat to society because she looks like Taylor Swift. But she even said, the quote of the article was, a lot of the Swifties I have encountered don't stand by what Taylor stands by, randomly bullying someone. I feel like Taylor Swift wouldn't condone that type of behavior, end quote. No, she wouldn't. Nor should she. And this woman, Ashley Leachin, is being bullied online based on this story. You should check it out. It's on Rolling Stone. It's a whole feature on her. She's basically just become popular on TikTok because she looks exactly like Taylor Swift, especially when she puts on the red lipstick. So anyway, if you're one of these people that's bullying her or saying nasty stuff, just let it go. It's fine. Somebody just looks like Taylor Swift having fun. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. My column, reader emails, will be up in a couple hours from now. So go check that out. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!